Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, good afternoon, Notre Dame fans. Mike Singer live on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel for a little solo dolo recruiting update. Notre Dame has uh, interviews on campus uh, with the new players um, that enrolled in January. So um, that is where Kyle Kelly was last Friday and this Friday as well. So it's just your boy, Mike Singer, on this Friday. Hope you all are doing well. I see Ian, Michael, uh, JL in the chat. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. This is my last full work day before I take a nice vacation. So um, that is very much on my mind. But we have uh, a big Bloom and Gold Illustrated magazine coming out. Uh, next week um, it publishes so I'm trying to get all my work done before then uh, yeah because your boy is going to be enjoying some time off um, so yeah we're going to talk about uh, you know a, a few things to start the show shouldn't take too long and then we're going to dive right into your questions um, I solicited some questions from the blue and gold message board uh, and then I will be taking uh, some from the YouTube chats that I deem appropriate um, to speak about. So this is a solo show. I usually don't do these. I think this is maybe the second or third time I've done this in three and a half years of running this YouTube channel, Blue and Gold. Um, so again, it's, uh, it's it's something that's few and far between. So it's not something I really enjoy doing, but... Um, yeah, wanted to hop on here. Uh, so we, we had our uh, Friday recruiting show. Um, the big news of this week in the world of Notre Dame recruiting, of course, was Owen Strebig announcing his pledge to Notre Dame 6'7", 295 pounds, one big boy becoming Notre Dame's second offensive lineman in the class, joining Will Black, who has a similar size profile. Um, you know, in that six, seven, 300 pound range. So, uh, yeah, number 125 overall player, number 12 offensive tackle per the on three industry ranking on threes, uh, own rankings, um, see him pretty similarly to the industry ranking 24, seven an outlier there. Uh, rivals has him in the top hundred ESPN right around that industry ranking and, and on threes ranking. So, uh, but yeah, across the board, 
Uh, pretty highly ranked, uh, and Notre Dame landing him over Wisconsin, Miami, USC, and Florida State. The feeling in Strebig's recruitment was that this one was Notre Dame's to lose for quite some time. Uh, maybe if Wisconsin's new offensive line coach had been there for the past year or so, you know, maybe it's a different story. But you know, Badgers, um, you know, push with. In January is a little, just too little, too late. Uh, Strebig, close relationship with Joe Rudolph, Marcus Freeman, Chad Bowden, uh, Deuce Knight, Notre Dame's quarterback commit. They you know played a big role. Uh, so, yeah, really nice uh, get here for the Irish. Ian says he's a big boy, love to see it. Devin uh, uh, says elite offer list. Uh, yeah, definitely a, a big get for Notre Dame. A couple other players I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, that I feel like Notre Dame is trending for. Now, I did an article this past Monday at Blue and Gold, if my memory serves me correctly, about like who's next, like who could be some commits to watch moving forward. Strebig was on that list. A player who was not on that list, Elijah Burris, uh, the son of Plexico Burris uh, from DePaul Catholic in Wayne, New Jersey, picked up an offer from Notre Dame January 11th. Was on campus January 20th, and I'm liking where Notre Dame is at for Elijah Burris right now. 6'1", 170 pounds. Uh, not a robust offer list just yet. Duke offered in in the fall, and then really just in you know the that week or, or around the time of January 5th or 6th or something like that, early in January, started to pick up more offers. So this is someone who I see blowing up in the springtime, um, but, you know, We'll see how his recruitment kind of develops. Um, but yeah, I, I think if he goes into that spring evaluation period as an uncommitted prospect, uh, then I think Burris's recruiting is going to take off because um, he is um, a, a really good looking prospect. We're going to block this Colin guy. I've never seen him before. Um, and I don't really like the spamming you're doing. So see you, Colin. Uh, Philip says, Hey, from New Mexico. Philip, what's up? Nick says, uh, Glad we got Street Big. Heard we are in line for two more alignment in this class. That's something that's kind of to be determined. Um, I do like where Notre Dame stands with Matty Augustine, who we'll just go ahead and talk about next because there's, I've been, I posted this on the loose emoji board yesterday that there's, you know, two prospects I feel like Notre Dame is trending for. I think Burris is one. Um, and when I say training for, like, I think that there's like a shift, you know, where Notre Dame's kind of taking the lead, like really becoming the team to beat, like someone like Jerome Bettis, I've liked Notre Dame to land, uh, for quite some time. That's not really news, but I think Matty Augustine, while I've liked Notre Dame to land him for quite some time, I think Notre Dame has pulled ahead of Wisconsin. And I think Elijah Burris, where Notre Dame stands there, I think it's getting closer to, Notre Dame being able to land him. I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. My thought on Notre Dame's receiver class in the 2025 cycle is I like Notre Dame to land Jerome Bettis, Derek Meadows from Las Vegas, and Elijah Burris. We'll see if they get to four, just like on the offensive line. We'll see if they get to four as well. you got Street Big and Black committed on the offensive line. I like where the Irish are at with Matty Augustine. Wisconsin and Notre Dame have felt like the top two schools for him for some time. And I believe that the Irish have pulled ahead of the Badgers. Um, so again, I mean, you, I, I hear you guys saying they might honestly take four. I mean, th they might, um, but 
Look, Notre Dame is already at how many commits? 14. Uh, 14 commitments already. Uh, and you're looking at three receivers, so 17. At least one more offensive lineman, 18. Uh, I mean, up to two defensive linemen, there's 20. One more linebacker, at least, there's 21. And another defense back, there's 22. And that's kind of the range that Notre Dame's been signing right around 22 so, so that they can load up in the portal with, you know, what, they six or seven guys this year, or you know, around there. So I, I just like, I, I know that, you know, Notre Dame fans like to think that, you know, Notre Dame could just take as many as they want and that's just fine. But, you know, they do have limitations uh, just like every school does on how many scholarship players they can take. So just something to keep in mind, folks. If you have not done so yet, please hit the thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for, mon for more content. Again, I'm Mike Singer at Blue and Gold and doing a little solo dolo bolo show uh, with Kyle Kelly in South Bend and wanted to make sure that we had a show today. I'm going to pay some bills and hear from our sponsor over at Augie's Locker Room. Uh, and a new message from Augie is that they have started monthly appreciation drawings for their customers who spend more than $20 in store or on the website. The drawing is going to take place at the end of February. So you can win exclusive special hand-painted Notre Dame helmets by Al Sorensen. Prize value is at $1,800. And secondly, Augie's in the process of adding to his museum, which features the evolution of Notre Dame helmets, jerseys, game balls, and a Lou Holtz 1988 National Championship trophy and many, many other items. So all of you watching, you guys are Notre Dame fans. This is something that I'm sure has piqued your interest. So go to AugieSLockerRoom.com and check that out. Uh, visit the store, 1733 North Ironwood Drive in South Bend. Um, you know, very close to campus and give Augie a call. If you have any questions, 574-277-6363, augieslockerroom.com. Again, new location at 1733 North Ironwood Drive in South Bend and a monthly appreciation drawings for customers who spend $20 in store or on the websites. Go to augieslockerroom.com for more information. Uh, w sponsor says, Jeremy Meager. What's up, Jamie? It's good to see you. Ian says, what position does Jace Cora project as? Um, pulling a name that I feel like I haven't talked about or heard about in a while. So, so Ian C., you're surprising me with this question about Notre Dame. Um, looking at him as a safety prospect. Ian, I, I'm curious why you're asking about Jace Cora because, again, that's uh, the name we haven't talked about in some time. So let me pull up. Again, I, I'm soloing, so I'm just going to – Look at my to-do list. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and hop into questions. Um, some really good stuff from the Loose Emoji message board. Uh, Charlie asked, who's the first receiver in the 2025 class to commit to the Irish? If it's Bettis Jr., does he stay at receiver or move to safety? You know, I just... <laughs> Mike, stop looking at the clock. We know you're on vacation after the show. And I wish, Jay Carr. I wish. I still uh, have one big magazine article to do. Um, and then, uh, I've got some more work I got to get done. So I wish, I wish I was, I mean, I got to edit this up and put it on the podcast and put it on the front page of our website. So yeah, I, I'll be done working tomorrow night. Um, but yeah, so first to see in the class, I think Bettis is not in a rush right now. Still, 
uh, Derek Meadows, uh, with him blowing up recently, it seems like every day he's getting a new scholarship offer. That's big time. I'm actually going to go with Burris here. I think Burris is the first to commit to the Irish. We'll see, you know, when that could take place or if I could, if that takes place, I should say. And Bettis, look, I can tell you that he, he's a good safety. I've seen him um, play safety at the high school level. He is a good looking prospect. Uh, but I, all I can tell you is that Notre Dame's recruiting that receiver. That's where they would plan to bring him in at. And we would see where it would go from there. And another one from Charlie he says, who is your alt slash and jelly love for the 2025 class? So in other words, who is the player that you are leading their fan club? So in the 2021 classes, actually, I kind of started it in 2020 class. Let's just be completely honest. 2020 was Drew Pine. I loved Drew Pine as a prospect. And this is very much just like who is that player who, I mean, I love their film, love communicating with the player, the prospect, or, you know, the family of the prospect, um, you know, just kind of all encompassing thing. Quick water break. Uh, and so 2020 was Drew Pine. One of my favorite recruits to cover of all time. 2021 was Joe Alts. Just believed in him so much um, and really enjoyed, uh, you know, covering that recruitment. 2022 was Angeli. Uh, a slam dunk one there for me, um, kind of along the same lines of Pine, um, but to a different degree. 2023 was kind of a tie between Jeremiah Love and Preston Zinter. Um, you know, really loved both prospects in their games and, um, and, and covering those respective recruitments as well. Uh, but for whatever reason, I was just really never able to pick one. Um, in the 2024 cycle was Gerby Lamberts, uh, who is, you know, a five-star per on three. But I just believe that he's going to be a freak show. Like, that was my guy for the 2024 class. Now, looking at 2025, there are two options for me that I'm thinking about. One of them being Will Black, 6'7", 285 pounds, um, I think that he is an absolute freak. Uh, I think that he might be the next Joe Walt. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Will Black. Um, let, let's pull up his rankings real quick, too. I'll give your boy a second. Yeah, on three is, is fairly high on him. Number 203 overall player. Number 14 offensive tackle. Can we see... ESPN, what are you doing? I mean, come on, ESPN. Just the three-star, no other rankings. ESPN's really got to get their rankings together. Uh, or just disband it. I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, also, you guys see the ads on the right side of the screen. That is, I bought that monitor at the bottom right corner of your screen. It's a great monitor. It's what I'm looking at when I look over here. Um, so, three-star per 24-7, three-star per rivals. I think that he's just going to be continuing to rise in the rankings. Look. People like to talk about, because I see it all the time, oh, you commit to Notre Dame, you drop. There's a lot of trolls and idiots on social media. That's just what they say. But I think a lot of these trolls and idiots, what they don't realize is that oftentimes it's the opposite. When you're an offensive lineman and you commit to Notre Dame, I think a lot of these rankings guys at the websites go, 
look at Notre Dame's track record on the offensive line. We might need to look at this guy closer for a bump because all these guys keep going to Notre Dame and they keep getting drafted and they're big time players. So I think that it can kind of go the other way sometimes with Notre Dame recruiting. Um, but we can dive into that on a different day. Uh, so again, one option being Will Black and then the other, uh, I, I think it, a prospect I've been super high on since seeing him at Notre Dame's Irish Invasion camp last year is Derek Meadows, who, I mean, I interviewed him actually the day of that junior day on January 20th at Notre Dame. He wanted to go. He couldn't make it. I remember talking to him be like, bro, like, do you get frustrated that your recruiting process has not blown up? And he was like, no, I'm kind of just taking it in stride. And, and I think everyone's, everything's going to work out. And then, you know, he goes to that battle Miami seven on seven, tears it up there. And then the floodgates have just opened. Um, and I think that his performance there um, was just like a straw that broke the camel's back kind of deal where it was like, all right, we've seen enough now. Let's all offer this kid. And then the dominoes fall that now all these big time programs are offering him. So he was super impressive at a legit six, five. He's huge. Uh, 185 pounds. He's long. He's lean. He's super athletic. He's he's the entire package. He's a very unique athlete. Um, yeah. Keep an eye on Derek Meadows. He's definitely one of my favorite players in this class. Uh, and Notre Dame has just had such a strong lead for him for such a long time um, that it would be quite disappointing uh, that if if Notre Dame's not able to land him, we will see. Um, just gonna take a quick look at the YouTube comments. Rip says, "Good morning from sunny New Mexico." Uh, good morning, good morning. Black is from Canada. Yes, he is, uh, and he's at uh, you know the prep school uh, in Connecticut. Uh, Renee uh, Martinez, uh, all awesome players. Thank you. Uh, thanks for all you keep us posted on Singer. Yep, really appreciated it. Uh, Landon McComer or CJ Smith, who has the best chance to be our final linebacker commit, or is it another name? I do think Ian. Uh, I will be answering that question in just a little bit. We got that from the board. Um, Aerofan says, guess on class size. I did mention this a few minutes ago uh, when talking to Debbie, uh, when he was like, oh man, just, you're going to take four at some of these positions. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I would say it's, you're going to actually, let's just, let's just take a look at this. Okay. Just take a look at this. So commits in 2024 class. Notre Dame, 23 commits, 8 transfers, right? So 31 total. 2023, 23 commits and 7 transfers. Now, I think that might include Caleb Smith. So it's really 29, right? 23 commits, 6 transfers. Let's look at 2022. Since Freeman's been here, 22 commits, 3 transfers. So that's 25 to, uh, what was it, Twenty. Uh, nine to 31. I think Notre Dame's going to be right around that 22 to 24 mark. And then you're going to bring in half dozen to eight transfers. And that's going to be, I think that is what it's going to be for Notre Dame. Like maybe a decade ago in recruiting, it's like some schools, you know, they're going to have a big year for how many players they take. And then a small year. I think for Notre Dame right now, it's just going to be steady like that. 
22 to maybe 25 high school prospects. You don't want to take too many high school prospects because Notre Dame wants to keep replenishing um, those one-year rentals from the portal um, to fill any holes um, that they have on the roster. Now, ideally, you don't ever have to go to the portal. You just recruit uh, at a really high level, don't have players transfer, and don't need to go to the portal. Um, but that's not college football these days. So you're going to get that, again, 22. I think the high end's like 25. And you're going to get between, what, six uh, and eight or so transfers. So that would be my guess for uh, 2025 and really um, indefinitely. So you guys are asking me questions for this recruiting show. Now I'm going to ask you guys a few questions. Are you a displaced corporate executive? Are you wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? You're saying yes to any of these. Andy Ludicky can help. Or if you're intra- interested in franchising in general, Andy's the guy you're going to want to talk to. Andy's a huge college sports fan and franchise veteran, having owned multiple franchises and businesses. Using Andy's expertise, he's going to help you find your American dream through a very thorough consultation and evaluation process. So give Andy a call. It's 404-973-9901. Put your life and career in your own hands. And best of all, his services are 100% free to you. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Call Andy, 404-973-9901. Take a quick look over at the YouTube comments. Uh, Debbie says, you think the portal class will ever shrink in near future because of the great recruiting lately? Um, so in my opinion right now, I'm just kind of talking about this at the top of my head. Oh, wait, what's that behind me? Oops. Did I leave that up there? Is that the cover of our March recruiting issue? (laughs) Did I accidentally do that? Huh? Hmm. Really does look good though. doesn't it folks podcast audience. I'm sorry. So I tell you to go watch on YouTube because I mean, look at this cover. I don't know, man. It's pretty darn special. Um, anyways, I think the portal class are shrink. So, so two thoughts about this. And again, this is off the top of my head, kind of given this take. There is you. You go to the portal because you f- you're filling a need that you have, and you have a need because one, your players just didn't pan out that you recruited, and two, maybe you, like a Rico Flores did pan out, but he left for whatever reason. So. That's always going to exist. As long as this one-time transfer rule is around um, and you can transfer easily as a graduate, you're going to have holes that you're going to fill through the transfer portal. This is just the age of college football. Uh, So will it ever shrink? Maybe. I don't really like to uh, deal in in absolutes like that. I'm not a Sith Lord, Um, but it's certainly possible. But I, I think that like, Again, six to nine, nice, is going to be your range for transfers uh, that Notre Dame brings in each year. I could be wrong, um, and again, it's not ideal, but uh, that's that's my take. All right, continuing on, uh, yeah, Baltimore Irish has picked the receiver class right now. I think if you're Notre Dame, you want to get Burris, Bettis, and Derek Meadows, I think that's a really good wide receiver class for the Irish. Uh, and then I like Notre Dame to kind of continue um, looking at potential options for what 
the Irish could do with a fourth. Um, you know, can they hold out for, you know, leaving that spot for someone who's could too good to pass down, like a, maybe a Talon Taylor, if Notre Dame believes he fits in that. Jamie French, uh, I know Notre Dame loves Lex Sires from Pennsylvania. We've seen them offer, you know, a handful of guys since Mike Brown became the new receivers coach. Uh, but I think it's a safe bet to say uh, Bettis and Burris, I feel pretty good about Notre Dame landing. Meadows, you, you know, I, while I do like where the Irish are at there, I mean, look at the dude's offer. Listen how much he's blown up in the month of January and then into February. Um, you would imagine that he is going to, you know, take a look at some of those options and uh, visit. So, yeah, Jamie, I, I think that they would just go after, um, yeah, you're not, you know, taking a project for a fourth receiver. I think you would want to take, um, a big time player. And yeah, uh, Debbie says, I feel like Meadows is one of those crazy talents. Um, yeah, he is, he's, he's impressive. A couple more, um, from, uh, from the blue and gold message board. Um, EG Irish says recruit. You think Notre Dame lands, that would be the biggest surprise. Now I'm going to say, I mean, cause look, well, uh, this, this is probably the question I thought the most about in, in looking at this show. Uh, it's tough because Notre Dame is in such a good spot with their recruiting class that you can kind of go through each position and say, here's who they're going to land. Uh, you know, they got their quarterback. They got two running backs. Uh, we just went through the receivers. Like, I think the receiver board is pretty well established and who we think they might end up with despite there being no commits at the tight end position. You know, Notre Dame's got James Flanagan. They could take a second. Right now, I don't think they will. We've touched on the offensive line. That board's pretty well defined with the two commits and then Matty Augustine and Jack Lang on the board and then Josh Petty from Georgia still in the mix, but probably more of a long shot. Defensive line, you have a few commits, even though you lost C.J. May. You know, you've got Damian Shanklin, huge Viper target for the Irish. And then, you know, Notre Dame's going to take a defensive lineman, um, you know, like a, like a three-tech kind of guy. Linebackers, uh, I like where Notre Dame's at. I, I forgot to put the question here. I like Notre Dame playing Anthony Saka right now. I think it's Ohio State or Notre Dame for him. I like Notre Dame for Anthony Saka from um, you know Philadelphia uh, St. Joseph's Prep. Uh, we're going to come back to the linebacker spot in a second. You go to the defensive backboard. We know who those corners are that Notre Dame is after. Dallas Golden, Devin Williams, Mark Zachary. I think Notre Dame lands two of those three. Could be crazy. Notre Dame has the possibility to even land all three plus Jadon Blair. Don't rule out that scenario. I think it would be crazy, um, but it, it, it could it could happen. The answer of the player I'm going with here, um, now it's not like recruit. I think Notre Dame lands, but how about a player that I feel like Notre Dame has a better chance for that would be that big national surprise um, and I'm going to go at the linebacker position, and it's going to be Nathaniel Usu-Boateng for, uh, for my answer here. Elite prospect, number 51 overall player nationally, number seven linebacker. Uh, excuse me, number yeah, number 51 overall player, number seven linebacker. Quick water break. Um, feeling here is that coming off that visit, some Notre Dame sources were like, man, we think that, you know, that the Irish have the lead here. Um, now this is going to be one of those recruitments that's going to go the distance and there's going to be twists and turns. 
Um, but I think after that visit, Notre Dame has put itself in a really good spot uh, with Owusu Boateng. Uh, of course, the younger brother of Jeremiah Owusu uh, Koromoa, who uh, started at Notre Dame and is uh, doing the same with the Cleveland Browns right now. So this would because like when you when when E.G. Irish has the question of um, the recruit you that you think Notre Dame lands that would be the biggest surprise nationally. This is national news for sure. You know, it's not some you know player that a three star that Notre Dame pulls off an upset for. Talking about national news, so I would go with an, uh, Nathaniel Usu Boateng. Um, this ENC says Freeman was uh, JOK's position coach for his last year, right? Did did Jeremiah play in 2021? I can't remember if 2021 or 2020 was his last year, uh, but I'm sure the YouTube chat can uh, go ahead and, and let us know and, uh, as we record this live. Uh, but I'm sure if the answer is yes to that question, I just can't remember if he played in. So I feel like the Clemson, the, you know, the year they beat Clemson in 2020, that was his last year. But I, I honestly can't remember. Um, and then one more question before I look over at the YouTube live chat. Rich Starkey asks, how hard is Notre Dame going after Jay Sean Lamar? Would they add a third running back? And this is Jade Lamar's little brother, correct? So I can answer the third question first. It is Jade Lamar's younger brother. Jade Lamar was a Notre Dame running back commit in the 2022 cycle. Um, I don't believe Notre Dame is going after him. I think that was going to be more of something that, you know, Jay Sean's a really good player, but uh, okay. Jay Meek says 2020 was his last year. I'm going to take your word for it. That sounds right. Um, I think if Jade Lamar went to Notre Dame and you know signed with Notre Dame is playing there now, I think Notre Dame gets Jay Sean Lamar, uh, who I haven't really followed his recruitment, but he's a really good running back or linebacker. Might have higher upside at the linebacker position at the next level. Um, but with Jade Lamar going to where do you end up, Oregon? Uh, I, I don't see Notre Dame getting Jay Sean Lamar, nor do I even believe they're actively recruiting him. Um, and then uh, would they add a third running back? So it's interesting, Notre Dame. Has two running backs committed, and they have, you know, uh, you know Daniel Anderson locked in, uh, and Justin Thurman. Thurman committed to Notre Dame in early August, and then uh, Daniel Anderson jumped in the boat uh, the day of the Ohio State game. I think it's possible they take a third. They're at least, you know, keeping that open. They were, you know, recruiting uh, James Simon from Louisiana. Don't expect him to leave the. Uh, you know, leave his backyard probably ends up at LSU, but uh, yeah, Notre Dame. Um, yeah, they're still recruiting. They're going to keep that open for a potential third running back. Um, or if you know something were to happen with one of their two guys committing, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. But they're they're still kind of keeping that on the on the you know on the warm button on your crock pot, if that makes sense. All right, going to look over at the YouTube live chat, Mike. Do you think? Burris will sign even though no one staff showed up at school. Yeah, Drew talked about this uh, earlier in the YouTube show. Uh, Mickens is the only coach from the 2020 staff still at Notre Dame. I think Chris O'Leary would have been like a GA or an analyst or something at that time. So, um, but otherwise, yeah, that is that is wild. Um, yeah, so there you go on that. Uh I think we're going to wrap up the show here. Just hit 30 minutes, did our ad reads. Um, so again, I am off next week, folks. Uh, I got some more work to do today. Um, and then uh, tomorrow, 
but then I will be off um, all of next week. I'll be back, um, you know, probably get back in the swing of things next Saturday, the 17th. And then on the 18th, there is a Under Armour uh, camp in Atlanta that I believe Deuce Knight will be at. So, you know, I'm going to be there and we'll look forward to covering that for you guys. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, so no shows next week uh, on our Blue and Gold YouTube channel, but uh, you know, the, the website will have plenty of updates and whatnot on recruiting. Uh, we'll get this magazine published, uh, you know, next week. I'm telling you guys that that cover looks fantastic. Dynamic duo. Cam Williams and CJ Carr. Uh, you love to see it. Uh, so we'll get that magazine published and then, uh, you know, uh, have some time off for your boy. And then uh, Kyle Kelly will have the website side of things locked down over at blueandgold.com. And our offer for you all, if you are not subscribed to the website, is promo code UND1. So go to blueandgold.com if you're a new subscriber. It's a dollar for two months. Uh, it's, it's, there's never a bad time to sign up for the subscription. So um, to get you through February and March, to start spring ball, a busy time in recruiting as always, because it's just always a busy time in recruiting, covering uh, Marcus Freeman. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to wrap up today's show. Really appreciate it, folks. Hit the thumbs up on this video. Of course, subscribe to our channel for more content. And as always, folks, we will catch you next time. Just won't be next week. It'll be the week after uh, here for live shows at Google. But again, thank you very much, and we'll catch you next time.